Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Techno Wizard. It is June fifth, one thirty, no one forty p.m. twenty twenty two, June fifth. I think I said January. Uh, shout out to Zach, let me know, cause uh, can't believe I I done got my must wrong that bad. <laughs> but yes. It's June 5th, it's a Sunday, um, pretty, pretty nice day out here, you know, really like the summer, especially like this, this era, or this part of the summer where it's like not too hot, um, it's like good, low 80s, very, very nice, got clouds in the sky a little bit, nice blue sky, um, but yeah, oh gosh, something just went right into my eye, right into it. So, let's see what I want to talk about this month, uh, or today. Goodness, I'm all over the place. I did like two um, streams today, finally getting back with my Anarchy Works read-throughs and Hegel. So go check out those videos if you want to, uh, you know, learn some philosophy or anarchy. Um, talked about... The beginnings of revolution for the Anarchy Works one, and finally finished up the preface to the Phenomenology of Spirit by Hegel. So go check that out if you like. So, um, to recap this week, um, earlier, and was it Thursday? I think it was. I actually finally, finally got to join one of those meetings. I've been talking about for the community, like those community events where you have some anarchists come together, some socialists, some, you know, all these folks um, trying to better the city and better the the world. Um, Real on-the-ground activism, or whatever you want to call it, community building. I like that more. Activism, at this point, is kind of of getting a little, ooh, but um, a little performative. But community building, yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to join more and more of these events and, and meetings and things like that and see what's going on, what it's like on the ground in the real world trying to affect change rather than me just talking about stuff and sharing what I'm learning. I still be doing that, but I also want to get into these, excuse me, real community building. So I'm very excited about that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience with that. And then um, my plans for today, because it's gonna be. <laughs> I'm a little worried, but I'm, I'm excited. So, for the uh, meeting, it was it was specifically about a kind of r- retrospective, I guess, on their week of action for Stop Cop City to defend the Atlanta forest. So, for those that don't know, and I didn't know for quite a while, <laughs> is that. Here in Atlanta, we have this um, this is big forested area where on like the west, no, east side, um, on the east side where they're trying to um, build an entire, they're trying to bulldoze a whole bunch of, you know, all that forested area right next to a public park or really in a public park, um, trying to bulldoze all of that. In order to build a giant cop training city, like literally a city, like a 
like a, a, a miniature, you know, military city where they go in and can and, and can train for different military operations. You know, if you ever seen one of those um, shows or movies where they have uh, the the militia groups or the military groups or cop groups, you know, SWAT team, whatever, you know, practicing in these fake little cities, that's what they're building right here in Atlanta. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, and what's crazy is that they already have one. They're just trying to make a bigger one, right? And um, the locals in that area are already complaining about the old one because they're always, you know, shooting stuff and even even um, um, using bombs, like like b- literal bombs, in the city. So people get um, are complaining about like the noise and all this other stuff, and it's, it's very scary for a lot of these folks. So um, yeah, like. It's really concerning that they're building an even bigger one, or they're trying to build an even bigger one. Um, but this is a very large area of land. So um, that's only going to be half of what is going to be used. The other half is going to be used, or the, what they're trying to use it for, is to build a, another goddamn uh, movie set. <laughs> you know, a little movie set. And I say another because Atlanta already has quite a, quite a few movie sets, you know. Atlanta has become like almost new Hollywood at this point. Um, where, yes, it's cool that we'd be able to, you know, be the center where Black Panther were filmed and all these other films and stuff like that. But we don't really need one, especially when we're coming up against a time when, you know, we're facing climate change crisis here. <laughs> you know, we're trying to figure out how we can sequester more carbon and all this other stuff. And, and they're, you know, wise decisions. They want to demolish an entire forest right a very large swath of forest in the middle of the city right um so of course you know this is a small you know small number of trees compared to all the the deforestation that's going on around the world however like every bit counts right especially in the city center where if you demolish those trees that that visibly and you know emotionally increases the amount of pollution that's going to go on right because all the carbon from those trees themselves gets released into the atmosphere all the plant life all the animal life all the insect life right that was there now now gets dispersed or killed so you're really destroying biodiversity and you're driving all those animals and pests and all the or we call they we call them pests but really they're just animals you know <laughs> who are trying to find a place to live um but they get driven into the, the the city proper as well right and at the same time you have um more pollution happening because of course the construction of all those buildings and things like that will cause a huge amount of pollution um and then the activities that they're going to be doing therein for the next however long that's going to be causing yet more pollution so it's really concerning that these folks want to build more now even though this is far from me like i live down here in mcdonough so this it's a good 30 40 minutes away from me in terms of a drive but it's still it's something i really care about because like i said many times before trees are phenomenal <laughs> we can learn a lot a lot from you know trees and we get a lot from them we have a lot to thank for them and so, and even in my area, especially in my area, really, I see things like this happening all the time. 
where a swath of forest that was just minding its own business gets demolished to put some building there that eventually itself gets abandoned like not a few years later because <laughs> there's no real point of building it there it's just some whim of some developer that wanted to build something there and they thought they could profit or something like that um or even if it does right even if it doesn't go out of business it it just doesn't really add much to the community right it's just another building where <laughs> some random stuff happens um every now and then it's not like an important community center or anything like that right so it, it's it's so frustrating to see this stuff happening over and over again um especially how late in the game we are with the goddamn climate climate change right and then at the same time of course you have the fact that this is literally adding to the police problem right police is already a problem here in atlanta any many other places across the the country and something like this not only does it does it train the police to be more militarized right does it militarize the police but it also right increases the amount of spending that's going to go towards the police so you already know that they're going to crack down even more on black and brown communities right and poor communities so they're going to be even more of a nuisance right it really is frustrating on all accounts right and what's what really kills me too especially is because me working in virtual reality i know that they can probably accomplish the same thing if not better in a virtual reality setting <laughs> right they could just create a vr training simulation that would be even better than a real life one the reason why is because you can add context in a virtual reality setting right in these little city scapes that they built in real life you can't put real people there right it's only going to be a bunch of cardboard cutouts and things like that right so it literally is just training cops to shoot right to kill and not really ask questions not really engage with the community anything like that if you build a virtual reality and i say this as a person who doesn't believe in police like i think a cab i'm i'm a cab all caps are bad all ca- caps all cops are bad and i think you know police should definitely be um um abandoned like destroyed like what's the word they were looking for abolished there we go <laughs> the police system should definitely be abolished um and if you paying attention to what I've been talking about these last couple of weeks, you you understand why. But we'll get to it another day, maybe. But anyways, like even so, if they wanted to actually train police people, police to be more effective, you know, to be able to handle you know um, school shootings or this that and the other better, then it will be more uh, holistic. It will be more efficient. It will be safer. It will be more effective. Right? All these things if they did it in virtual reality because in virtual reality you can you can then incorporate npcs that stand for like different parts of the community right so they have to actually engage in these in these people you have to okay you you have to ask them okay oh is this a good you know way to go through this thing right um if you if you accidentally shoot a citizen and they you know (laughs) cry out and stuff like that like that's going to hit you something different than if you just accidentally shot a little cardboard cutout you're not really going to feel much Right. So the problem with these in real world, you know, training facilities is that it's completely divorced from reality. Like how ironic is that, too? Or whatever the term is. But like 
the fact that these in-real world training simulations are actually less realistic than if you were to build a virtual training simulation. Alright, because at least in the virtual one, you can put real, what feels like real people in there. It really is concerning on so many levels, you know, what, what's going on. So, yeah. Anyways, I went way off topic with what I meant to talk about. What during this meeting, um, apparently they had a a, a week of action, uh, like a week or two ago, where they had you know people, you know the marches and stuff like that, going through the city, talking about Stop Cop City and stuff like that. Um, so it was more or less successful. They had a whole bunch of people come through, and it's really funny because I haven't even heard about it. Like I didn't hear about it until after the fact. So that really kind of frustrated me. But um, nonetheless, for them, it was, um, for the most part, successful. Or at least it was decent. But they were still had problems with it. Like, it was disorganized in many ways. Like, people didn't really know who was um, in charge or, you know, trying to do what. So it, it felt very out of sorts. And then um, there was somebody from the forest. Like, so they actually have part of the Atlanta Forest Defenders some of them actually live in the forest right to make it more difficult for people for these cops and things like that to come and um uh demolish the place right to put their bodies on the line which is absolutely amazing but one of them was here and it was talking about how um the police attacks went away during that week but they actually increased this week all right it increased after the fact and so they would they really want to figure out how to do keep how to sustain you know uh, a good level of, act- of activity it doesn't have to be as much as it was with the week of action with where you had all these people come from out of town as well but they did want to have a more regular cadence for these sorts of things because you know the more people that you have there filming and 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 just showing up then the less likely these cops are going to try to storm the the, the force because they get scared from all the publicity and stuff like that so um that was a good call out there and that's why today I actually want to go visit, you know, this forest. So my siblings and I are going to go check it out. Um, it's, like I said, it's in a public park. So it really, it really bothers me even more <laughs> that, you know, they're trying to demolish this thing. Because Atlanta is such a beautiful city for all the greenery, right? We had, like, one of my friends from California came over. And he was talking about how uh, amazing it is that it's so green. Like, it's, it's amazing. But, you know, that's, it's not going to stay like that if we let, you know, things like this happen. And I'm just, just cutting down forests left and right. We don't want to end up like New York or something like that. Like, and, and, I, and I really enjoy, like, the New York skyline. I think it's so cool. But it's not practical, right? It's not really a good environment to live in. And we see that now with an incredibly high, you know, um, um, rent rates and, and, and stuff like that. Um, crime goes up and stuff like that and crime is, is a part of those communities being uh, ravished, right? Those communities being starved of the resources that they need, of the everything from the psychological aspect of you know being around trees and, and nature and things like that to there being access to resources and stuff like that. So if we were to have more forests inside cities, then not only can we create a more holistic environment and more you know, um, psychologically safe environment, but we can begin to move towards that solar punk reality, right? Where you can have food forests, where you can have resources that people can get inside the forest as a part of the, the ecosystem, right? 
and that's something that that's kind of my one of my stretch goals is to build like these real life solar punk communities where you where people are living with the overall environment right? i don't want to say with nature because we are nature we, this is still nature but we are very much acting as a parasite as opposed to a symbiote right we don't have to act like this we don't have to behave like this human nature is not divorced from you know the rest of ecology or you know the ecosystem it's it can be very much a part of it and we see that throughout history so i want us to be able to utilize modern day technology in a way that feeds back into the ecosystem right so what if we can have cities that are green that are actually green like like a forest <laughs> like basically a forest but it has every now and then some internet nodes or some you know um uh, uh complex water systems or electricity systems and all this other stuff and they have sensors all over it so you can tell when something is going bad and you can you know add that back you can add resources that are being lost or leaked out or something like that if somebody's trying to cut down a bunch of trees somewhere you can instantly know thanks to those sensors and update it and all this other stuff um if you lived in like a uh, a suburban area it doesn't it shouldn't look like what we have today which is just like a, a suburban wasteland instead it can look like you live in in like a nature preserve or something like that right where you have access to running water everybody has access to the local rivers and so, things like that if there aren't rivers there we can actually build rivers because we know how to do that <laughs> we could build our own canals and irrigation systems so that everybody has access to running water and that water gets clean and filtrated um things like that we have we know of ways to use our waste in order to build aquaponic you know uh food systems so like we know how to do all this stuff right people are are already doing it but we insist and we we too many people believe that we are separate from the environment that we are separate from nature that we are some other thing and therefore there's no helping us like we just oh this is just how we are we're just parasitic we're just terrible and so the only solution is to fascistic things like kill a whole bunch of people or you know <laughs> um limit a whole bunch of people's freedom like no that's not going to solve the problem and you you know it won't solve the problem because these problems have started centuries ago right like you can see this in almost every hierarchical organization since ten thousand years ago since the development of agriculture like it's <laughs> it's pretty goddamn you know ancient of a problem this ecological um destruction of the environment is precisely due to hierarchical humans as opposed to all humans because the egalitarian humans were more ecological all right anyways I'm, I'm going all over the place but suffice to say yeah i really am excited to visit this forest and um some things i want to i just want to observe right i just want to see what's going on um, I'm, I'm a little worried because, like I said, the police has been going through more and more. Um, so, and they've been harassing people on the public. Like, I'm telling you, this is the public park area, right? People got arrested last time for being in the public park, right? They weren't, they weren't trespassing or whatever. They, they try to get, they try to charge them with trespassing and all this other stuff. But none of those charges stuck because it was all bogus. Like, they, I, I was just watching somebody. Um, who recorded their entire interaction um, last week. And it's really it's really crazy. So, yeah, I want to check it out for myself. I want to observe. I want to learn, see what's going on. And I'll report back.
Um, I'm really worried because I don't want to be detained. I've never been detained. Well, I've almost been detained before. I almost got tased one time when I was in high school, passing out business cards in the middle, in the front of a mall. Um, but uh, that was a uh, closest thing I've ever been to, like being detained or something like that. So I'm really concerned about that because I got a job, I got a life. You know, I ain't trying to, you know, be no um, jail or nothing like that. But I do want to see what's going on here, and we, and I want to learn, you know, real life stuff. You know, see how my ideas check out in real in the real world. Um, talk to people, see see what kind of ideas they have. Like a lot of the ideas I do have are from people who have been acting in the real world, like people like Peter Gelderloo, who has been a real world activist and and, and community builder and things like that in the best ways possible. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to see for myself. I want to apply this stuff. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll I'll do an episode tomorrow. Probably after work. So if you don't hear hear back from me, you know what happened. <laughs> Called the local police over here in Atlanta, cause uh, they probably got me. Um, but yeah, let's let's hope that doesn't happen. I shouldn't, like I said, it's a public area, but I don't know. These these, these cops are something else these days. Uh, or not even these days. They've always been like that. That's why that's why cops are bad, man. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're a good person. If you uh, actively feed into a, a bad system, you know, then then what? Anyways, yeah, that's that's kind of the react. Oh, I didn't even talk about the other parts of the meeting. So that wasn't the only parts. So there were some other parts of the meeting, um, in which we're they were discussing, you know, how to be um, more organized around this stuff, um, how to reach out to more of the community, ideas to. Um, have more regular events at the at the park at the forest and um, things like that now some some downside some interesting kind of not so great things that I noticed is that there were there were some people who liked to kind of soak up the spotlight right it felt like there were like one or two individuals that were just talking and talking and talking and talking right? and not really saying a whole lot <laughs> right um, so that's kind of concerning to me because it's crazy that's exactly what you know I've been reading these these kind of um essays and and articles on on community development and that's exactly what they said to watch out for it's like you have people who would who kind of take over the um environment there and just even though they have the best intentions like you can hear their passion and all this other stuff and they just want to do what's best but unfortunately they tend to soak up you know that spotlight instead of you know helping everybody you know get their voice heard um is it, it, like even one of them was to the point where you 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 very clearly felt that they were trying to that seemed to like put on a persona of like oh yes i'm this big person and they speak like with the gravitas as if they are going to talk like Martin Luther King, right? Like, it's very, it's very dramatic, right? <laughs> so that's something that, that was really concerning. Um, and they, they weren't really saying anything. That's what really got me. And I was, like, paying attention. I was like, okay, well, I, I hear their, their, you know, their passion, if you will. And I hear their, how they're saying this, but what are they actually saying, right? And what made it even worse is that they said it 
they were they they were said in response to somebody I knew who was trying to talk about how, you know, we have to be very careful as black black and brown people, because unfortunately in a lot of these communities, right, in a lot of these radical communities, people tend to ignore the racism problem, right? They tend to ignore the black people in the room and the brown people in the room and stuff like that, even though the bulk of these problems are precisely due to racism, right? The bulk of these problems are precisely due to the fact that um, throughout an entirety of the history of America and many other countries as well, but here in America, this is especially true, where you had a um, organization or an effort, right, to unionize, to bring people together. Um, and this is not just unions. This is going all the way back to the beginnings of slavery, right? You may have heard about Bacon's Rebellion, right, where... Um, um, black people weren't the only ones being enslaved. It was also poor white people, or at the time, poor Irish and um, some other folks. Like they didn't really have a term for uh, for Europeans. They didn't, they didn't call them white people, right? Um, but after that fact, they realized, right? The people in power realized that they had to um, they had to separate these people. They had to make it so that these um, uh, European folks, right? didn't didn't uh unify with the african ones right or the native americans even and so they begin to create this is where the um the picture of of racism this is where the the concept of racism came from right of race came from where they said oh these these people here these black people they aren't actual humans they're or they're cursed by the the ham and the hamitic curse or whatever Right, they had a, very, a myriad of different ones. Like Spain had one, their own ideas there. England had their own ideas there, and they kind of came together. But yeah, nonetheless, like people forget that throughout history of America, there have been multiple occasions where you actually had a great go- cause going, and then the white supremacists would just go and kill a bunch of black people, or the radicalists would just ignore the plight of the black people, and those black people would get killed. And then, you know, the entire um, um, movement would fall to the ground. Happens every single time. So the fact that she brought that up and then it was promptly like not quite ignored, but almost manipulated. Right. It was very uh, concerning. It was very concerning. So that's something I'm watching out for as well. Um, And uh, yeah, it's, it's something it's it's just sad that <laughs> this is exactly what you know these articles say to watch out for and this is exactly what happened in my first meeting to one of these things so yeah i'm going to going to see what more i don't know if it was a one time thing or what but yeah going to be watching that but yeah that's that's it for me um i'm actually waiting on my brother to get back from work and then we'll we're going to go on to the the forest but um that's the main stuff from this meeting and from what I'm going to do today. Um, after today, I like I want to visit that forest more and more, but I want to see what's going on over there. And uh, if all is good, like if they're not racist or anything like that, then I'm going to go more and more. And uh, hopefully be able to start enacting my plan that I've discussed a couple weeks ago where... Um, gonna propose to these different community people like oh I was, I was able to connect with a number of community builders and things like that from different groups so that was cool too so i want to start proposing hey what if we build this community here and do this here right like 
I really think that one of the things that many of these movements are missing is the um, is the actual community building, not just in a you know overarching sense, but in a real you know visceral community, like a place where people can live, work, and play and learn. Right? I think we need to build that. We need to buy land or squat land, whatever, and build places where people can go and not pay rent and just work for the community or not even work like it's, it's just free for anybody for anything if you want to work then for then sure yeah of course that'll be helpful but something i think that's going to be a very powerful thing and it's a very underrated thing it's very simple well it's not that that simple because the biggest problem is like zoning and and uh and uh, permits and stuff like that. Like if they say, oh, you didn't get the right permit for this, you know, and the cops gonna come through. So uh, that's what makes it really unfortunately hard. But I think it's a very worthy endeavor because if people can't imagine what it's like to live outside of capitalism, to live beyond capitalism, then people aren't really going to um, try that hard to fix it. That's a huge reason why people don't believe much can, can be done and that they have to depend on just re reforms even though reforms have been shown to not really work right these incremental reforms just don't work but people think that's the only way to go because they don't see any alternatives right they think the alternative is just death or you know poverty or something like that when in reality we could just be living a freaking a great life just just chilling <laughs> you know just relaxing and being able to do work on your own terms right being able to actually build things that matter to you being able to build things that are more uh ecological and more sustainable in and of itself yes it may be slower in some instances but i think we kind of need that at this point right like the only only thing we need to do quickly at this point is to solve climate change like <laughs> um beyond that we need to actually take our time because it's the speed at which te te technology changes may not be, you know, the best thing if that comes at the cost of our own planet, right? If we, we, we uh, te technologically evolve ourselves into, you know, extinction, that's not really going <laughs> to help anybody, is it? So um, I really think we need to learn how to slow down. Um, and I say this again as a techno wizard, like I really want to go to space myself. I want to live... I want to download my brain into a computer. Like, <laughs> I want to do some crazy shit. Like, I want to build a galaxy-wide goddamn megastructure. Like, this is stuff that will, I will never be able to do. But I want to be able to configure, prefigure, you know, the society that will lead up to that. Because, um, you know, I really worry that if we don't do the right things now, none of us will ever get that chance. None of our ancestors, you know, none of our descendants, you know, humanity would never get that chance if we just go extinct today. So, here's to hoping we can, we can uh, make some meaningful changes. But, um, yeah, let me know what y'all think about this stuff, you know. Look around your own communities and see if there's these types of events that's something I brought up in the meeting myself. I was like, why is it so hard to know what's going on in my own city? I've been here my entire life, and I've never heard of this until, like, two weeks ago or something like that, right? Like, why? 
And something they mentioned is that, unfortunately, they've been doing a lot of stuff through Signal, which is like, you know, this little app that's very insular. Um, it doesn't really broadcast to many other platforms. So that's probably something they could be doing more of, broadcasting to these other platforms. Um, but unfortunately, it's just the nature of social media, right? A lot of social media today, uh, what people don't realize is a lot of shadow banning going on. So I've noticed this even with myself, and I, like I pra- I've, I've tested this in a few posts on different social media platforms, where if you say something that is um, quote-unquote political, right, if you talk about climate change or you know, political unrest or this, that, and the other, they actually will not um, distribute your posts, right? So it becomes very difficult for people to know that you've posted anything. It's just like screaming into a void. And that's, it's, that is extremely concerning. So something I want to help with is figure out how we can, you know, open up the the space again. Like the Internet right now is very much monopolized or I guess you can call it oligopolized <laughs> by a few, you know, big companies. So that means if anybody wants to say anything right, you have to basically um, uh, limit it. You have to uh, constrain it to whatever these big tech companies are going to going to allow you to say not just say but distribute right and that's what's even that's what's especially bad about this whole or crazy about this whole idea of oh elon musk is going to make twitter more more free of speech and whatever it's like you already have free speech right most almost everybody has free speech like nobody can especially here in america doesn't really come and stop you from saying anything it's not like in china but they can manipulate your speech, right? So after you say it, the, these companies now can choose what is getting broadcast. And, and w- let me back that up. Let me take that back. It's not that they choose what gets broadcasted. It's that they are building, they built a system in which optimizes for certain things. They incentivize certain types of, you know, um, messages, certain types of um, communications that will, you know, create more, uh, more of the activity that they want more um activity that is you know profitable (laughs) so the system is built to incentivize certain um language and communities and and messages that will be you know um monetizable (laughs) so if your message isn't monetizable if people don't interact with it in a way that will you know um click on ads or look at more ads or put or have advertisers put their ads on target their ads for then that messaging right those things that you're trying to say that you're trying to put out there will not be distributed or broadcast as much and that is why it's it's such a complex issue it's not just all free speech or whatever these people don't have a button that says ban this person for saying this like no this the entire thing is you know on an algorithm is automated it's you know extremely it's so complicated that most people there don't even know exactly how it works, right? <laughs> so, and that's what's, that's the problem there, right? Is, is, is that the underlying system is built on this assumption of monetizability, of advertiser friendliness and things like that. So, um, if we don't solve the underlying issue of capitalism in itself, right, of monetization, of commoditization, then nothing really matters. Nothing, nothing's really going to change that much. So, yeah, I really want to see what I can do to have share some of my ideas on like 
how we can build systems outside of these major social media platforms, right? Um, like I've had, I've been nursing an idea for some sort of communications app for a very long time. Um, it's just been in back, back in my mind. I haven't thought about it too much. Um, I just let it, letting it boil, slow boil, because I feel something happening there. But I'm not gonna say too much about it yet, because I, I want to let it boil. I feel like there's still some more I'm learning on that front. But yeah, like there, there's a lot, there's a lot we can do here, and we need to do here, and I hope we can do it. But um, yeah, I ended there. I think maybe, yeah, I ended there. I have a lot of other stuff I want to talk about. Like I want to get back into that conversation about love and um talk about uh some other things i've been watching on the internet like what i've been learning about curse because curse gazette and their problems there in a nutshell uh, there's been some like be careful about that channel especially when they talk about climate change they have a very techno optimist you know um viewpoint which is very uh uh destructive but that that has to that would be for another time and um and uh yeah just let me know what you think and let me know what's going on in your city right go check out the different um things going on in your on, on in your city what helps me what helped me to find this stuff is to join a community um online that is very you know um geographically diverse like i joined st andrews from his st andrew discord or andrewism discord um and i joined climate climate town and um there's another one, uh, International Anarchist Found- Federation or Foundation or whatever. They're all in Discord, so it's like easy to join. And you just ask them like, what's going on in this city, right? And I was able to find through there. Oh, actually, in the city, they've been doing this, that, and the other, right? So you probably you might be able to find some stuff if you live anywhere near a major city, um, in many places around the world, because a lot of these places are very internationalized, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, you go check these, these places out. Ask around what's going on in your city and try to join something. Try to learn some stuff. Try to do something out here. You got to do something, y'all. So, yeah. Have a great one. And um, thanks, as always, for listening. And have a great day. See you. Bye-bye.